hello and welcome to The Long Goodbye with me, Linka Rapp. This week's guest is the lovely Fiona Phillips. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me. I know you've had a few questions yourself. So I'll just start at the beginning about the Alzheimer's Emergency Appeal. So obviously I know why you're backing it because obviously both your parents are Yeah, and I've met so many people. It just it, it cripples whole families, not just the person, you know, that has the disease. And for the person who has the disease, it's so cruel. It's just horrible, you know. There's no dignity. There's, when you lose that person while they're still with you, it's really, you know, it's quite tragic. Thing. You lose who they are. Someone who's, you know, got a, more of a physical, like, you know, say a kidney cancer or something, you know, at least there is hope they can be cured and, you know, leading a normal life again. But with this, it just is a long, slow, painful road to death, really. So it's just horrible. You lose your dignity. You lose the person they are. They just, you know, they, they yeah. don't even know who they are anymore. So it's just so sad. It, I mean, it's something I'm going through at the moment, which is kind of why I was so keen to do the interview. Interview, cause my dad's got it. Oh, bless it, you. I didn't realise oh, that. No, it's okay. Oh. It's okay. Um, I've oh, just written sorry, a piece. It's horrible. It is. Um, I've just written a piece for the Metro actually about it and about all the struggles that we've had during coronavirus. Oh, I can't imagine. Well, his daycare closed down, um, oh, and he, and he, he couldn't see his partner anymore. Oh, and he God. didn't. He didn't. He doesn't understand. Like you take and, and he did. He of did. Sp- he doesn't. He did spiral quite dramatically, and he was sundowning <laughs> and um, getting anxious. He was either even to the extent when he got violent once and he wet the bed. But we seem to it's so cruel, isn't it? So, so cruel. cruel, undignified, cruel. It just it rubs you off them, doesn't it? While they're still here, and that's just horrible. Well, we seem to have turned the corner at the good. moment. We're hoping to carry on along that yeah, way. Good. Just until we can get him back to daycare because we kind of got into a situation where he was thriving. No, I, mean, I understand. I, honestly, I don't, you, you have to have daycare. I don't know how people do it without. Well, I mean, some people just look after their spouses, don't they? And I don't know how they do it. I mean, the one in Hall where my dad lives have been absolutely brilliant with him. Oh, good. Like, and he, he was, we saw like a glimmer of his old self as well so oh um, see it does come out doesn't it and then you do think what can we do to make this person be there all the time that person that they were you know it's just Oh, that's just awful. Oh, awful. Yeah, I know, I know. And obviously, like when your parents had were suffering, you were kind of height of your career, and you you had to take a career break almost. How did you manage? Well, I did. No, yeah. I gave up the whole thing. So really? yeah, I did. yeah, well, I gave up the whole breakfast TV thing. So I just couldn't, you know, it was over. And I love that job, you know, and I didn't want to give it up. But I just thought, how can I just? I can't carry on like this. My parents are still in Wales. And luckily, my dad, I'd moved in nearer me, but still there was emergencies where he flooded the bloody sink and let the, the flat below him was, you know, complaining. And, oh, God, when we went, whenever we went on holiday, I nearly always had a phone call saying, your dad's done something to the fridge. And, you know, <laughs> that's that's it. It. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. And I just had, to, I, I remember, I do remember once I was down at Dad. And I was so stressed out. You know, I was getting up at 3.30 a.m. I had two very small oh, children okay. then. And um, I was driving her, and I had a real old thing with Dad. I lost him um, while we were out shopping. So it's like Keystone Cops. He just suddenly take off. If I was at a, you know, if I was getting to him some food, and I was looking in the, you know, the frozen foods or something, I'd look round and he'd be gone, and I couldn't find him. And I can't tell. <laughs> God, it's bloody awful. And um, yeah, it's just. 
yeah, they've done that both of them. Oh, and um, so, but I'm saying, but I'm guessing that was quite difficult for you to have to make that decision between like your parents because you had your young family and your career and a job you love. Yeah, well, I couldn't. And, in the end, I just couldn't, you know, do it all. I was, was while well, mum and dad were still here, that was absolute hell because there was always there was, they set fight. What mum set fire to the house. Um, dad got went missing. It's just that there was all. Oh, dad was taken into a police cell for driving erratically, and although they breathalyzed him, and he, you know there was no alcohol, and they bunged him in the cell because he couldn't tell them where he lived. And I, he went missing because we didn't know where he was, and he was in a bloody police cell. For, so it's just things like that, you know. That wouldn't happen with any other illness. <laughs> well, actually, you think my dad got picked up by the police a couple of weeks ago because he tried to oh. get on the bus to go to daycare and he gave them his keys. Oh, um, bless him. Because he'd not been on a bus for like four weeks because no, he'd been I in bet. lockdown. So the yeah. police brought him home in a police van. Oh, God. See, this is, this is, and that's just the start. We had the fire brigade, <laughs> the police, we had every single emergency service involved with that I've never ever been involved with before you know so it's just like oh my god and then yeah so I had to give it up there was always something going on and um yeah it was horrible (laughs) I had to give it up and in the end it was a good thing I think so I certainly spent more time with the boys yeah and it's good I do and I do different things as well which is good I don't think it is good to be in the same thing for years on on end and no I agree I agree with you especially as you get older actually because I think you really do still need challenge yourself I think if you sit on things and just say you're not using your brain as much and I'm obsessed with using my brain considering my parents history so and I do get you know I get very anxious now and I sometimes forget things and I just think oh my god it's here it's coming and, and you, then the next day I'm again yeah absolutely and especially as it doesn't help you know they come at home they go mum you've already told us that mum it's there you put it there when you came in and then you know and it's the way they sort of speak to you as if you're some simpleton that's, you know, and so then I think, oh, maybe I am forgetting things a lot. Maybe I am, you know, it's them that are making me <laughs> paranoid. Oh, God. But, you know, we used to say to mum as well, mum, where have you been? And she'd say, oh, I don't know. And we used to go, what do you mean you don't know? And obviously, bless her, she'd gone out and didn't know where the hell she was walking to or had been or had got lost. And, you know, it's just. It's frightening. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I do worry about it a lot, actually. You don't know, no, I, I do as well. Yeah, but... It, it's, I mean, my brother always says to me, well, there might be a cure for it. Um, but then you never... a long way off. Exactly, and you never know, because you yeah. can get early onset dementia as well, which you'd start no, getting that's in what, That's what my parents... No, that's what my parents had, though. They were, Mum was only in her um, early 50s. Oh, really? Yes, which is why I worry. And I do say, in your 50s, you do, you know, you bloody menopause takes the, takes the stuffing out of you. Um, and then you are sort of, I don't feel I'm the person I was in my late 40s. Oh, no. Really, I do get anxious about things, and I do worry that I'm not going to be able to find things when I go somewhere. And I write things down now. When I'm doing jobs, I, write, I physically write things down. What time I'm getting up? what time the car's picking me up, what time I have to, what time the train goes, and the re- ticket reference number, the taxi <laughs> number. I write it all down so that if I, you know, do things, where am I going? 
going. I've got it there. And that's how bad it is, actually. Oh, God. Although, as you know, I could, it could be because I've got a lot. You know, I've always got, I don't go to the same job every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I keep saying to Martin, my husband, you go to the same old place every single day at the same time. You come home to the same place every <laughs> night at the same time. I'm out and about all over the bloody place. I, I don't know where I'm working from week to week, you know. No, I like being so, like that, though. My husband's the same, same I guess. Same here. So, how have you been coping with lockdown? You've lost, oh. you've had coronavirus. Yes, and, uh, well, who knows? I haven't been tested. I mean, I just think we were, we have been behind the whole world on this. In South Korea, the numbers were so few compared to ours there because they tested straight away. Yeah. And with how many people have we had walking around spreading it everywhere, you know? It's just, and I, I, I still don't know. I haven't had a test, but the only reason I, I had all the symptoms basically and I kept thinking so I'm really good with illness it doesn't bother me <laughs> and I sort of thought oh it's just a cough it's just, but it was a dry cough funnily enough and I had all the symptoms that they've been talking about but I sort of let it go and then I just was completely just sort of clobbered as though someone had hit me <laughs> oh, really? and knocked, knocked me out yeah I just that was it and I was in bed for about it must be about three weeks actually felt so useless I hate being ill so I don't like not doing things so but more than that I was physically physically drained I'm usually you know I walk all over the place I have, my cars are always nearly like brand new when I sell them because I hardly ever use them so and I just couldn't do anything really couldn't do anything so yeah and then and then you lost Martin's dad he passed away oh bless him he was such a lovely man yeah. as well yeah he was 86 you know so he so, had a good life yeah and he did have a really good life he did you know he did. I remember one we hardly saw him and his mum because they were constantly on cruises. I think they've been everywhere <laughs> cruising. So, and then we had to see the bloody videos when they got back. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, no, funnily enough, in the circumstances, because he's born and bred and worked, loves Glasgow. All his friends are there. He used to go to the jazz club every weekend until quite recently, actually. And um, yeah, But he died at my brother-in-law's in Newcastle. So he, his service was in Durham, which, you know, means nothing to any of us, really. It's a lovely city. But it was lovely. It was only, it was literally about 10 minutes. There was no sort of religion or anything. It was just the family talking about him, you know, in a lovely little room. And in that respect, it was lovely because it was very small, intimate, None of the sort of prescribed funeral stuff. It's very individual. Just the three children talking about their dad and their memories of him, and what you know. So it's just lovely. But it was actually lovely. Very short, very small, but in that way, it was really lovely. Better than most funerals I've been to, to be honest mm. with you. That's that, that's that's this the comfort to hear as well. So yeah, yeah. Apart from the fact that you know you can't have everyone that wanted to come, but I think as long as the important people are there and. and sentiments there and it, was, it just was lovely it really was so yeah that is a positive uh, part of it and Mackenzie turned 18 so did you have a big celebration indoors I had my birthday as well during lockdown oh did you yeah we just did it indoors the cake the presents but in fact you know what you wanted because I said what sort of cake do you want white chocolate you know milk chocolate no chocolate blah blah blah, blah. and he said actually mum I'd really like one of those oh god what's his name now Colin oh Co yeah. Colin the caterpillar Okay, I keep calling him Christopher. Because, um, Christopher doesn't even... Oh, Christopher Caterpillar is not like the illiterate... The 
it's, it's, it's the alliteration, isn't it? Of no, is that alliteration? No, it's not. But anyway, Colin Caterpillar. Yes, yeah, sounds right. And my, I kept saying Christopher Caterpillar, which doesn't rhyme at all, does it? Anyway, so yes, he had a Colin the Caterpillar cake, and he had some money, and he had some. Can't remember now, to be honest with you. Yeah, can't remember. But it was lovely, and it was just us. And again, I think it's nice, you know, when you really celebrate something and don't have to worry about if everyone else is enjoying it. And, you know, God, we have to do this, we have to do that. I think the smaller, the better, I've learned, actually. Well, no, I'd agree. I'd agree with you because at the moment yeah. I'm getting really annoyed for all these Zoom activities, oh, Zoom videos, yeah, Zoom quizzes, and, and there's yeah. loads of people talking at the same time. And I'm getting, mm. like, it, stress, it get, stresses me out and I get really anxious when I've got to go on and do one because I don't want to seem rude. But that's funny. That's exactly what I do. I just, yeah. I just don't like it. I really can't hear. You can't, it's not a proper conversation, and everyone's looking weird and sounding weird. And but it's like a thing now, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's and there's these ridiculous articles saying, "Oh, here's your Zoom outfit." You know, this is great for your. <laughs> it's great for your Zoom chat. You think, do people really think? Oh my God, I'm going to dress up for my Zoom chat. My they God. do. People do. I've seen it on social media. Oh my uh, God, what is wrong with people st- now? Hair up in a ponytail. Oh. I just, I just. Want to be able to get back to real life as soon as possible, where I was like, I can just meet someone for a drink and have a chat. Yeah, same, same. I really miss because Martin and I, you know, I used to phone him and say, Oh, look, can we go? Um, why don't you? I'll meet you at the bar on the way home. There's some lovely little bars near us, so whichever one it is, I say, oh, Why don't I meet you at so and so on the way home? I really miss that, you know, after a long day working. working oh, we yeah. can go out. Right. So you're turning oh. 60 in January. Oh, God, don't, because that hasn't even featured in my mind. Oh, sorry. sorry. Martin was going on about his for bloody ages, going, oh, bloody hell, I'm going to be 60 soon. I said, no, you're not going to be 60 for another eight months. Shut up. And now, yeah, no, so he hasn't said anything. I haven't, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. To you, just, just remind me. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> you know, we have to ask these questions about how you feel about ageing and do. stuff, and stuff like that. Do. I mean, you don't look, you don't look 59, so you know. Um. My face does, but I, I sunbathed in the, in the 70s. That I, I was involved very heavily in that 1976 um, summer, which was the hottest on record. And I, was, I don't know if it still is actually, but I was out there. My friend and I, we were teenagers, thinking we knew everything, you know, sunbathing, <laughs> putting butter on our faces. And I really think my face is taking a clobbering. I didn't notice it for ages, but as you get older, all the damage starts coming out. So it's not good news. I mean, I'd know, I've never had a, a thing done to my face. I don't, I've never even had a facial in my life. Oh, I really? don't even, no, I just don't like people around my face. <laughs> no, and also, I don't want to have anything, you know, I don't yeah. have any needles in I just don't want to. So I'm managing all right. I am becoming more and more tempted, I have to say. When I see people who've had fillers and it really has just made them look a bit more useful, not, not really strange, I do think, oh, I might try, I might try, but... I haven't yet. It's a, diff- so. it's, a, it's a difficult decision to make, though, I think. Like, I always think, oh, I should get Botox because mm. I'm hitting 40 and I've got my frown lines now. Oh, my God. Oh, my, I, my 30s, I didn't even think about things like that. Well, nor in my 40s, actually. I just think what well, 50s are quite, a, you know, that's when it all starts. All oh, the really? stuff damage, all the stuff that you've done in your teens and 20s um, starts making itself known on your face, which is very nice. But it's mainly sun, you know. 
it's mainly the sun stuff, I think. Yeah, I don't know. There just seems to be such a thing about cosmetic surgery these days, and people seem to be having it like younger and younger. Yeah, but I saw them. No, I know. But the, well, some people now, that's part of their routine, their weekly routine. That's just an essential part, you know, a bit of Botox, and off they, they feel more, feel rejuvenated, and they can't do without it. And there was a thing in the time just last weekend when this woman saying, my God, it's this lockdown, it's awful, I'm not kind. But her, apparently her doctor's been sneaking her Botox out or something, so I don't know. But, you know, there are people addicted to it, and to surgery, actually, which I think is, ooh, I'd never have anyone doing surgery on my face. Ooh, no way, would you? No, I couldn't have like I couldn't have like a facelift or anything like that. But Joanna Lumley once told me when I interviewed her for the Ab Fab premiere, she told me yeah. that she uses Pond's moisturising cream all her life, and that's her beauty secret. So I don't know how true that is. She it is she looks, she looks good. She does look natural though. And um, so you're getting to do a lot of exercise and work out in lockdown. You said you're doing a lot of walking. You must. Oh no, but so I always good. do. That's uh, you know I haven't been near a gym for absolutely years. And when I think about the gym membership money. I spent I just think what an ass actually because I'm more I'm fitter now than I've ever been and that is simply because I, I guess I wouldn't be if I was going in on a tube to work every day but I work you know I don't have a set work yeah. pattern or anything so I walk everywhere I've had literally in my whole life I had two cars and I'm on my second one now because I hardly ever use them and my cars are such a good buy when I sell them because they've hardly been used <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you touched on that about gym memberships because they're saying because obviously now people have not been able to go to the gym, so they're running outdoors, they're walking yeah, outdoors. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably going to have a knock-on effect when gyms reopen because people go, and I spent all this money on the gym and I'm just doing like the couch to 5K and going for a run every day. Yeah, yeah. And that's all, you know, you can do everything you need to do. Even picking up heavy things, to, you know, for your biceps and all that, you can do. But, I, you know, if I think my arms need toning, I'll do. I've got some small, like, weights in my in the bathroom. I don't, I've hardly looked at them, to be honest with you. But if I think, oh, you know, if I'm going on holiday or something, I do start using them. And but I walk everywhere. That's how I, you know, I don't even know how much I weigh. I've never, I haven't weighed myself since I was 23. Wow. And I remember that day chucking the, um, scales out because I used to get so depressed go, you know getting on the scales thinking I'd lost um, weight when I and then I hadn't and it used to make me so depressed so fed up that I'd eat more which is that whole cycle isn't it so yeah I haven't been near a scales yet I couldn't tell you how much I, I weigh I only take size 6 clothes now wow. I don't know how that's happened I, and I honestly eat because Martin says he's never seen anyone eat so much and not put weight on I do put weight on it's just I walk everywhere tube all the time you know and I walk up the escalator down yeah. it I never stand there uh, holding the rail I'm always walking down it walking up it as fast as I can even though I'm you know struggling to breathe on the way <laughs> but so you know you have to put it you can't I think people see exercise as an enemy when it's part of our lives it's how we get around it's how we don't need lycra stuff to do it or you know expensive things from no. sports shops to do it you can just you know just get out there and do it it's easy that, and it doesn't cost anything that must have I mean the walking must have helped your metabolism like over the years and it just must be quite fast now from all the walking well I just remember my mum used to drag us everywhere walking we, had to, we walked absolutely <laughs> bloody miles and I, did, I remember she brought me this pair of sandals that I really like argued with me over. I was only, I was only very little, and they were clock sandals, they're little flat things. They're really smooth, they were, so I was so pleased with them. And um, then we went for a walk, and she said to me, You're not wearing those shoes, they're brand new, you're not wearing them for a walk, you get your other ones on. And I made a big palaver about it, and then she let me wear them, and oh my god, she 
walked me so far and just as if I'm sure she was punishing me. I had bloody blood all over the back of my heels when I got home and my blood in my shoes, my brand new shoes. <gasps> oh my God, <laughs> so painful. No, no, because they were rubbing and rubbing and rubbing on my heels. Oh God, so yeah, that's, I do, I, I, that will always stand out for me. But I do secretly admire my mum for sort of, you know, letting me do that and taking the consequences. <laughs> Because <laughs> she didn't want me to wear them, so yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for having a chat with me. It was lovely. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. It's been lovely. And that's all from the long goodbye this week. We hope to see you again next week. Bye.